0: because LinkedIn's an SEO platform basically like Google, but it has no paid for search. It's actually organic, but you need to influence it by putting the words in there you want to be found for. So think about where you're going. So take the other example, medical devices. If you sell medical devices, put there, I sell medical devices, these are the medical devices that I sell, and these are, this will help you because of X, Y, and Z. This is the benefit or plastic surgery or whatever it happens to be. But you have to put it in your headline. It also lets people know what you do. So when you appear in search, when you appear on content, when you appear on other people's profiles, you know, that whole, who viewed your profile, also viewed these profiles too. So basically, you appear on other people's platforms on LinkedIn without you even knowing it. That headline tells people what you do. If you haven't bothered putting anything down there or just defaulting it to the LinkedIn company and your company name doesn't actually say what you do, no one will contact you because they don't know what you do.
1: Welcome to Outside Sales Talk, where we meet with industry experts to learn the strategies and tactics that make them successful. I'm your host, Steve Benson, and I've helped thousands of salespeople all over the world crush their quota. Today, I'll help you crush yours. Welcome back to Outside Sales Talk. Today. I have Chris J Mohawk Reed with, uh, with us and he is the only CEO with a Mohawk and is also <laughs> the most recommended LinkedIn marketing entrepreneur on LinkedIn um, and has over a thousand LinkedIn recommendations. Chris is a four-time number one international best-selling author. Uh, I can't imagine writing one book nonetheless four and his latest book is how to become a linkedin rockstar chris welcome to the show
0: pleasure thank you for having me
1: so uh, tell me how did you get started on linkedin i mean you're one of the the, the biggest folks out there and the, what did you how did you get started
0: like anything great to being an entrepreneur it came out of circumstance so i moved from the uk where i just sold my third business i came to singapore in asia 10,000 kilometers away and didn't know a single person here. So what do you do? You go, okay, what do I do, what do I do? So I then reached out on LinkedIn, set up some meetings over here for people, and then you basically said, yeah, no, I'd love to talk to you because this is like 11, 12 years ago when no one used LinkedIn. So we got a message on LinkedIn. You went, wow, someone's using LinkedIn. Yes, we're going to accept this. And then I got my first, my second, my third job by networking on LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. And I didn't know anyone in Asia-Pacific, and I was told to go and market to China and Indonesia and India, and I'm going, I don't know anyone in these places, what do I do? Use LinkedIn. But then I realized this is the time when LinkedIn was not being used for sales, it was being used for recruitment. If you can Mm -hmm. find someone to fill a job, you can find someone to fill a need for sales. Sure enough, we were getting results left, right, and center. Then I realized that nobody was doing this, not just in Asia, but anywhere. That's when I created Black Marketing, like eight years ago now, and that's why we service entrepreneurs, not just in Asia, but literally all over the world, because they don't have the time to do it. As you pointed out, it's not an essential thing to do, but if you really want to be a superstar salesperson, you really do need to be on LinkedIn.
1: Yeah, I mean, I would would say that, you know, in five years, we'll be saying people don't use this enough. It's such an incredible you know, tool to have, you basically have access and information about everyone in the whole wide world. It's very easy to identify your ideal customers and, and figure things out about them so that you can approach them. I mean, tell me why, why I think everyone's underutilizing this basically. Why, why do you think it's so important for everyone to you know, have a LinkedIn profile to approach other people on LinkedIn to build out their LinkedIn profile. What I
0: mean, re- the number one reason, Steve, is because if I Google you, the number one thing that comes up is your LinkedIn profile. Absolutely. because LinkedIn is trusted. It's the number one most trusted social media platform in the world. Facebook isn't trusted, Instagram isn't trusted, neither is Twitter. So Google relegates those because it doesn't trust them. It actually increases LinkedIn because it says, look at the substantiation, look at the recommendation, look what has to go into actually creating a LinkedIn profile and therefore it comes number one. Mm-hmm. Therefore, if someone clicks on that before they meet you, as every salesperson does, they Google you first, look at your LinkedIn profile, check you out before they meet you. If your profile's terrible, you're already on the backward step. They might not meet you, might have a negative impression of you. They might think, oh, well, this guy you know, hasn't done his job or he's got no recommendations and he won't even go through with the sale because you won't even get that far in the door. So people are checking you out all the time. You don't know it, but if you're using LinkedIn, at least you're filling the box And then, My LinkedIn profile looks fantastic. Look on Google. Look on LinkedIn itself. It substantiates. They're going to want to meet me as a result of my LinkedIn profile. That's absolutely essential Steve.
1: It's so often people's first impression of you is, is your LinkedIn profile. I mean, I, I, it's my first thing I do whenever I interact with a new person, I guess from a business perspective, right? Just like, yeah. you know, five years ago, I mean, I don't even deal with. You know, actual social media, like the the social social medias, which I don't really consider LinkedIn to be. It's more of a business social media. But you know, I it, five years ago, if I met someone that I didn't know, we we probably would have ended up Facebook friends if we like chatted for more than five minutes, right? Like it's yeah. just it would come up, um, or the next day someone would have Facebooked someone. Um, you know, I think it's it, LinkedIn is like that, but for the business world, and and I think yeah. it's so important. Um, I, I you speak a lot about branding yourself on LinkedIn and what your strategies are to do that, what, what, what things you would do, how, how can salespeople establish their own brand on LinkedIn and how can they use that to dif- differentiate themselves from their competitors?
0: That's a really, really good question. And it is how basically everything, everybody should really focus on their personal brand on LinkedIn because people get a positive impression, just like any brand. Your brands like Coca-Cola or Apple or Nike, it has a certain brand values to it. And so on LinkedIn, you can actually dictate that. You can create that. A nice banner, nice professional photograph, nice description, and good content. So the best way of distinguishing yourself on LinkedIn is content. Put some content out there that gives value to people, lets them actually um, get on with their jobs, get, become a better person, a better leader, pass on tips that you've noticed, pass on observations. Actually help people because that's classic social selling. That's why I produce all these books, four books, where you can actually go and do this yourself. You don't need my company's um, actually help to do it. You can actually physically go and do it yourself if you have the time. I do believe in actually passionately sharing this, and that's how salespeople listening to this can do the same thing. Get on LinkedIn, share. Number one reason to do that, Steve, is because 95% of people in America do nothing on LinkedIn. They don't post. Mm-hmm. And I was stunned by this. I was going, hang on a minute. America created LinkedIn. Surely they're using it. And no, people in Europe post more regularly than people in America.
1: Oh, that's so interesting.
0: angel more conservative. But people, I was stunned me, Steve. In New York, San Francisco, Chicago, I analyzed all three, all areas, because we have clients there, and I was stunned. No, I was at San Francisco going, it's the home of LinkedIn. Why yeah. aren't they sharing? Like 3% of like CEOs and founders are sharing. It's like, So if you are a salesperson out there, you want to get standout, share. Because automatically, you become a thought leader. You go straight to the top 3%. Actually, it's like but people don't do it.
1: Yeah, I think that's a huge mistake. I mean, I'm always amazed how much interaction and engagement that, that, um, that, that we get with my LinkedIn profile, right? Like my, and I have a marketing team doing this, you know, and, and and managing, you know, our content and what's being posted. But, um, but I, it's always one of the major drivers of, of, uh, interaction and engagement and we'll, we'll post something and it, you know, people really, people are, people are certainly on LinkedIn and looking at it and and it's a, it's a natural audience I think because it's, you know, you're the people that you're selling to, you're already connected with. And so you're, you're just, you're getting, you're kind of trickling in more information about your company, trickling in value. And, uh, I think it's so important. Um, what about competition? How does that differentiate you, you from your competition? Is it just like, uh, you know, mind space or is there, is there something else going on there too?
0: So that, I mean, that comes back to your personal brand has to be more substantial. So your content has to be more substantial, more thought-provoking, more interesting, more valuable, more often. You really have to kind of get your head around kind of like how you're communicating your personal brands. And like, just like my, my mohawk is about my personal brand to start a conversation about your personal brand. and people either love it or they hate it, but at least I'm basically getting people to talk about me in order to actually start a conversation about them and their LinkedIn profile. I'm not saying everyone should have a mohawk. I'm saying, what's your mohawk? What's your point of difference? You have mm. this fantastic podcast. I did an interview the other day with someone who had, he basically positions herself as the worst podcast host on LinkedIn i
1: was a genius. i was a genius, <laughs> and and I don't think I'm particularly good, and I don't have particularly a lot to say. But that's why I have people like all these sales thought leaders on the show. And I and I, what I did do was, you know, I someone on the marketing team carefully researched who are the best voices in sales yeah. and marketing, who has the most important things to say. Here's the list, and we we've just been plowing through that list because i i don't have that anything that i don't have anything that interesting to say but 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 you're you know, a
0: catalyst I, that's the whole point you're you're fantastic because you're a catalyst and your content stands out because you're a catalyst you enable people to do to basically liberate themselves and help your followers but in the so doing you actually marketing your business at the same time which is classic social selling you're giving value to actually show what your business actually does you're giving permission you're getting permission from your listeners to actually then market your company by giving value. You're not doing hard sell the whole time. And that's yeah. what a lot of salespeople do on LinkedIn, they go hard sell, hard sell, hard sell about their company. Mm-hmm. People are going, whoa, too much, too much. I want to know about you. I'm buying from you. It's people like yeah. people. So, you know, I want to know about you and your thoughts.
1: Well, and I, yeah, I think this is a, an example of, uh, not to toot my marketing team's horn here, but, the, you know and this is an example of doing it right. You know, it's, it's like, we're, I'm not on, this podcast is not here to sell Badger Maps, right? I mean, obviously right. anyone anyone who's listening to it has heard of that company and knows that I'm the CEO. But we don't yeah. talk about it, and I'm, you know, every episode is not about why it's great and will help you, you know, be taller yeah. and stronger and age you backwards. Like <laughs> that's not that's not what we're uh, <laughs> that's not what we're, that's not what the podcast is about. But it, but the podcast is about creating value for outside salespeople by teaching them all these new things in, in, a, in a very ingestible way and a very quick. Bite-sized chunks, right? And that's yeah. because we sell to outside salespeople. It, it, it's I think this is modern marketing done right, and that's that's what I think salespeople should strive to do: is is find uh, f- find things they can post on LinkedIn because they're already communicating with all these people, they're already connected with all these prospects and customers. Find things that is valuable to them. If you sell the dentist, yeah. talk mm-hmm. about you know post articles about how you know your company should be writing your marketing your marketing team should be writing articles about how um, dentists can, you know, do this in, a, in, in this new economy that we're in, how can they, they can do this, this, that, and the other thing and, yeah. and, and create value for them. And then as a salesperson, you should be posting it because you know, these, you're, you're yeah. connected with these 300 dentists already that you're already interacting five, with. Five. Um, well, how can, Field, how can field salespeople specifically attract prospects with their LinkedIn profile? How can they use this to generate more leads?
0: That's a great. That's a great. I, I, um uh, co- a question there. It's all about one, it's content, and the second thing is about your personal branding. So sorry, personal branding first, content second, and then using Sales Navigator team on LinkedIn. So you've got to have a good personal brand some good content before you start using Sales Navigator. Sales Navigator, as I'm sure you know, is the social selling tool of LinkedIn. It enables you to find anybody. What people don't know is that there are actually three different premiums on LinkedIn, because LinkedIn likes to confuse people. There's Recruiter, there's Premium, and there's Sales Navigator. We have all our clients on Sales Navigator Team, not even Sales Navigator Pro, because Sales Navigator Team, uh, unlike the other two platforms, tells you who's actually posting on LinkedIn. And that's crucial because LinkedIn give out user numbers of 700 million people of using LinkedIn, but some of those people are not active users like you see on Facebook or Twitter who have to announce active users. LinkedIn do not they're owned by Microsoft. So mm-hmm. actually, only about 250, 300 million people are actually active on a monthly basis. The sales navigator allows you to find those people. And even then, we drill further down and we find people you don't want to share connections with, and we find people who are premium. And often people on premium on Sales Navigator and only on Sales Navigator are what they call open profile. They actually want you to contact them. Yeah. So for example, you can contact me for free, even if you're second or third connection, whereas someone who's not premium and is not open profile, you have to actually spend an email or try and connect with them to actually message them. And it's much better to message someone first than connect with them. If you want to find out whether they're actually interested or not, rather than get a connection, request the and then it's an I don't know this person, then LinkedIn basically starts to basically potentially block you. You've got to use the data on LinkedIn, and only Sales Navigator has it. And then there's this wonderful thing called Links, SmartLink. And SmartLinks is on Sales Navigator Team. So Sales Navigator Team basically enables you to have this document called Smart Links, which is linked to the data of LinkedIn. And I will share that my services, for example, or my recommendations or my case studies. And I can tell if you have looked at it, and I can tell how many minutes you've looked at it and how often it's all linked to the LinkedIn data. I then approach you and say, hey, you looked at my document three times for 16 minutes. You're obviously very keen on what we do. Can we have a conversation? Well, so, yes, I'm very interested in this, this, and this. If someone's looked at it for 10 seconds, I don't follow up because I know they're not interested. They have to look at it more than 30 to 50 seconds. That way I really know they're looking at the document. It's all about following the data of LinkedIn. But before you use Sales Navigator, you have to have a personal brand. I see so many people that have an incomplete personal brand, no photograph, no background, no description about what they do. And they send a message to somebody. And it's like, well, the first thing they're going to do is look at your profile. If your profile is incomplete, it's like, I'm going to move on to somebody else. That's why I always start fundamentally with your personal profile, your content, and then use Sales Navigator to identify. Exactly people. So example, you can do 15 saved searches on sales navigator and you can target people all over the world. We have clients all over the world where so you have 15 different saved searches for 15 different regions and countries. And I target people specifically based on experience, headcount, being a founder, being a CEO, posting on LinkedIn, not being approached before. And you can use all this data to make sure you're not duplicating. You're actually targeting someone who wants to be contacted. So that will increase the amount of people who actually come back to you and then you have a meeting and then it's down to your personality and your product and your services to actually close the deal. The sales navigator team's genius in terms of it gives you the data to find people who actually want to meet you.
1: Absolutely. And and, and one thing jumped out at me there when you said it, 300 million active users. That is a, that's a boggling number, <laughs> you know, like the for field salespeople, uh, you know there's only so many buyers in the world yeah. but 300 million seems like about all of them
0: <laughs> there's there's, <laughs> three, there's
1: there's about 300 million americans and you know but not that many of them are buyers of of b2b yeah. services right i mean only yeah. a, 100 million probably are even employed and of yeah. those how many people of an, how many, what percentage of employed people are are uh, are decision makers and buyers not that yeah. many so like yeah. i mean basically Three hundred million is every buyer in the world. So it? most, nice. at least half of the buyers in the world, I would say, half of your leads and prospects are probably active on LinkedIn. That's that's a wild thing to think about. That's now, one thing about you—you brought up Sales Navigator and these different plans, Recruiter, etc. Um, you know, I've—I don't buy Sales Navigator for everyone on my team. I buy it for probably. Um, I don't know, fifteen people or so, because the stuff costs yeah. a grand a year, right? So I only buy it for the people that are like n- reaching out to people actively and yeah. kind of it, on the engagement of new, you know, awareness yeah. of our product side. If you're yeah. a field sales rep, what what would you say are the topics that you would bring up with your boss to convince him that he sh- he or she should be paying for your sales navigator account? What what's the what, ROI? On Early, it will increase
0: yeah. your sales. I mean, it's a, really, it's a really, really straightforward thing. Basically, by having Sales Navigator, especially with a time where your, your, your travel restrictions are very restricted in terms of the state you can go to or the town or the city or the country, LinkedIn, all the buyers are on there. So by using LinkedIn Sales Navigator, you can actually pinpoint people who want you to contact them. You send them a nice little message with some nice content and then have a conversation. And it's the easiest thing in the world because all you're doing is using data. And it's all on LinkedIn, as you pointed out. It's not rocket science at all. It just takes a bit of time for us to do it. But you do need to invest in sales navigator team. And my, my angle there is always, well, how much is a sale worth to you? Is a sale worth more than $1,000? Because if it is, and it pays for itself with one sale. Right. If you're selling something worth $100,000, it's, it's less than 1%. I mean, literally, yeah. sorry, it's 1%. Mm-hmm.
1: that's
0: one sale. If you do $1, $100,000 uh, a month, it's paid for itself a hundred thousand times over. I mean, literally, yep. the investment is minuscule comparative to the benefits, and that's not a, that's nothing to do with inbound. Because if you're premium, LinkedIn promotes you higher than if you're not premium. If you yep. have content, they promote you higher. If you have more connections, they promote you higher. I mean, literally, they want to reward people who are active on LinkedIn, they do that. So if you're not investing on LinkedIn, you're not premium on LinkedIn, you're down. So when someone does a search for the service they need, like for me, for LinkedIn marketing or social selling or personal branding, I come top across the world because I'm actually actively posting about these things. I'm investing in LinkedIn. I didn't do that. I've come so far down that people wouldn't actually use my service or wouldn't even know who I was. So you have to actually put it into yourself. You have to invest in yourself to get the rewards out of it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I would I would tell a sales rep, you know, as as someone who holds the purse strings, the way to the way to influence someone who holds purse strings is go to them and say, hey, it this is you know I forget what it is eighty bucks a month or whatever yeah. it's eighty bucks a month. Let's try it for three months. I'm gonna I'm gonna outreach with the tools on it and let's, let's track the results. Let's see if I can generate leads. Let's see if I can generate sales. And if I can, I think we should buy this for, uh, I think we should keep paying for this because I think it has the potential, the potential to find a whole bunch of new leads and, and um, run the test, um, right? And see if you get one, see if you get that one yeah. sale.
0: And if like you, you're buying 15, you can actually monitor all your performance of all your team to see if people are actually using it. And then if they're not using it, take it away and give it to somebody else. Isn't yeah that that's that's true for?
1: yeah i i, I have uh, I, I actually haven't looked at this forever, but like i can because it's a team account, I can see yeah. all my reps um all my reps uh, activity and stuff like you know how many how many emails did they send how many profiles yeah. did they view like i can yeah. see all that i haven't looked at it in years but um it's, it, i feel like we 're selling linkedin pro premium full disclosure i I get no commission off of selling linkedin linkedin 's premium services. I just think they 're a great idea um, so how uh how do you go about if you 're a salesperson finding your best prospects how your ideal prospects and, and, and customers on LinkedIn. How do, how do you do that? Explain That's using
0: it. the search on Sales Navigator. So Sales Navigator has all these wonderful searches. That's the mistake people use. They go and buy premium. Premium has minimal save searches. Sorry, it has no save searches, and it has minimal searches. Like you can't do CEO search. You can't do population search. You can't do basically who's active on LinkedIn search. Whereas on Sales Navigator, you can. You have these like, I think it's about 50 different filters. You can even do a search on hashtag and what a particular piece of content is. So if you're selling medical devices, for example, you can do hashtag medical devices and see who's posted about medical devices who's in your target audience. I mean, literally, the data is absolutely fantastic. You can look at basically the population size. So if you know you're targeting SMEs, not MNCs, you can actually do you know, 10 to 50 people or 11 to 500 people. You can look at whether you want to target CEOs or CIOs or CTOs. You can look at all different kinds of um, you know, titles, you can look at industries. You only target certain industries, you can look at those. You're targeting, say, hospitality or travel, for example, or you are targeting you know, FMCG, you can target those people in those industries. You can even kind of make wish lists of certain com- companies. So you think, OK, yeah, target the 100 biggest companies. You can do a list of those and then filter it with people in buyers in those particular areas and then look at who's active amongst that. Look at who you've got shared connections with, send them a message. I mean, literally, the data's all there. It's, it's absolutely fantastic. It's about using it. And sales navigator is the only one, unfortunately, to, to actually do that. So you do need to be premium to do that. And obviously, LinkedIn's a premium model, and it wants you to upgrade. Um, but like you, I'm not on commission either, because LinkedIn do, don't do a resale thing like HubSpot do. I wish they did, because I know HubSpot resellers make a fortune. But yep. LinkedIn haven't gotten onto that yet. But it is literally the best thing to do. I find all my clients there. I find my clients in America, in Asia, in Europe because you can actually just use the data to identify who they are. I'll give you an example. I'm a Forbes columnist, so I write on Forbes, and I do a search on LinkedIn for other Forbes columnists, so I find every single person who's a Forbes columnist. I set this target list up, and every day, LinkedIn gives me a new list of new people who have either just joined Forbes, or just connected with me through somebody else, through a second connection, or just basically change country or change parameter. And it literally gives me a new lead. So every day I get hundred new leads of a Forbes columnist. I write to them saying, hey, we're both Forbes columnists. How can I help you? So immediately, I personalise the group, go, oh, that's interesting. No one's ever approached me because I'm a Forbes column before, who's also a Forbes columnist. So Immediately, they come back and say, hey, I'm very interested. Let's have a conversation about how I can really amplify my Forbes column on LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. so there's immediately a personalization. That's the benefit of LinkedIn, Steve, is you can really personalize it and go down to people like, I write to people who are book authors. I write to people who are founders. I write to people who went to my university. I write to people who support the football team as me. I mean, literally, you can use the data to really, really personalize it. And you've got no excuse, because it's all there. You go to someone's profile and you can basically find anything there. I mean, university is particularly good. If You have a salesperson out there who wants to connect with people. On their university, just do an alumni search and write to them saying, Hey, we are both alumni at this university. How can we work together? And you'd be amazed how people go, Oh, yes, I love that university. it's great to hear from you. Let's see what we can do together because you bother to personalize it. And some people just do generic spammy emails and don't personalize it. It's all about personalization. You have no excuse not to do it, Steve, because it's all there, the data's all on LinkedIn.
1: Absolutely. Um, well, other than personalization, which I think is so important and really does in materially improve your conversion rates of engaging yeah. with people, I think no one does enough of that. Um, what is your best advice when it comes to making initial contact with uh, prospects on LinkedIn?
0: What, what I, mean, does it, do- it is, I would say this personalize it. Is Personalize it as much as possible with a short, sharp message, not a long message. Don't do not go into a thousand words about how great your website is because nobody cares.
1: What is short and sharp? Define that short for sharp. people. Like, like how, how long?
0: Data, yeah. LinkedIn's data basically says 200 words. You go beyond that. No one, no one views it. So literally you have a headline mm-hmm. and then you basically say, this is what I can do for you. Then you put your smart link in there. And this is where smart link really helps. Because you can actually tell who bothered to click on it,
1: and Smart Link is like a—that's just so, so people know—that's yeah. like a tracking tool that you get with uh, with the team version and the higher end versions of LinkedIn Premium, uh, right? And
0: just to clarify, you do not need to be a team member or have a team to buy team. It's one of these really weird LinkedIn things. I buy LinkedIn Sales <laughs> Navigator team, and I'm by myself. Okay. But so it's, like, <laughs> it's like, if you can buy just one service, so it's literally a thousand dollars a year and then use that. But it's smart links is part of team. It's not confusingly part of Pro, which is the other sales navigator. So don't buy Pro, buy sales navigator team. It's an extra 20 bucks a month, but it gives you smart links, which gives you the data. If I send out 100 messages with my smart links, and I get 25 people who click on my smart links, I don't go after the 75 people who didn't look at it. I go after the 25 people who did. So I follow the data. Why would you bother someone who hasn't bothered looking at your services? You wouldn't do it. You literally follow the data. And that's the great thing about um, kind of sharing content. You can track on LinkedIn. You can actually then follow the data of people who are actually interested in your services.
1: And walk me through the process a little bit. Um, so there's, there's uh, reaching out with in-mails. There's reaching yeah. out with connection requests. How, how are you doing that? How are you sending that first batch Open of- Open
0: profiles. Of- Open profiles. Forget about in-mails. Forget about connections. Open profiles. Okay. The profiles of people on Sales Navigator you can identify who've literally said, I want to be contacted.
1: Gotcha. Yeah. So my my, my, prof- my profile. Yeah. My profile is open. That, that makes right. a lot of sense. Mine is as well. Um, okay. So, because I want anyone to be able to reach out to us and, and then Likewise. I can introduce them to the right people over here, the Likewise. sales team or whoever. So,
0: but Steve, there are people who are premium who switched that off.
1: Ah, so don't,
0: okay. don't, don't target someone who switched that off because they're not interested in contacted because they've literally had to go into the settings and switch it off.
1: Okay. Oh, so open profile is, is that's the default or, or that's, that's, or that's... the default.
0: Correct. Open profile is default okay. when you buy premium, and then you have to go into the settings and switch it off. It's like, it's like the, the, the privacy settings, the privacy settings say, I want to be contacted. If you don't want to have an email sent to you, you have to go into the privacy settings and untick the box.
1: But gotcha. You
0: are opted in under GDPR and California law and American data protection law. You opted in. You physically tick the box, but you can opt out. No problem at all. And that's why uh, when people say to me, oh, take me off your list, I'm saying, you're not on a list. You're on LinkedIn and you opted in. Go yeah, to your yeah. privacy settings and opt out. You're <laughs> in control. You're totally in control.
1: That's that. Well, there you go. And so here's an action item for everyone. You know, e- e- either if you w- don't want to be you know, opted in, go opt out. If you do want to be opted in, make sure that you have an open profile. Uh-huh. Um, and, and that's a fantastic, so you, so you can reach out to anyone who has an open profile and then you want to use your in-mails with people who don't have an open profile, Correct. I guess. Okay. Um, okay. So someone so-
0: views your profile, for example. So I have to use in-mails. If someone views my profile and they're not premium, so I can't open profile them. I don't want to connect with them because they've only looked at my profile. So I don't know why. But I'll send them a nice little message saying, thanks for viewing my profile, so personalizing it. This is mm-hmm. my, This is what we can do for you. Are you interested? Have a look. And yeah. I get a lot of people saying, yes, I was just browsing through it, or oh, one of my friends recommended you, and I want to have a look at your profile. I'd love to talk to you about your services. So it's another way of starting a conversation, so every single day I look at who viewed my profile. But the data's there. LinkedIn gives you this wonderful data.
1: Yeah. That's just, that's just plain good fun, too, to see who's viewing your, your profile. <laughs> 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 um, <It is. laughs> so uh so so what else for for advice for field sales reps around what their profile should look like how, how do sales reps screw up their profile in your opinion how could they have a better profile
0: background picture so your background picture basically has to look good on the mobile and the thing with linkedin is it looks different on the mobile which most people use especially sales reps and also laptop. So you have to make the picture. If you look at mine, it's perfectly sized for mobile because your picture is bigger so you can read it. And your background picture should be selling your business and yourself. It should not be a picture of your California bridge or the uh, Golden (laughs) Gate Bridge or New York or Chicago because you're not working for the tourism board. You're working for yourself and your company. So put something relevant to your business on your background picture because the first thing that someone sees when they go to your profile is your background picture because it's this enormous banner, right? And we have hours changing, for example, for our clients every single month because it's a banner. It's like free advertising.
1: You know, it's funny. I I, uh, I have no idea what my background picture is, and I know my mark. I remember my marketing team a couple of years ago, like making one for the whole company. But I'm not sure if it's just like pretty or if it actually is a ba- <laughs> If it's a value proposition, and I also don't know if it looks good on. On mobile or not so that's three questions and you've given me a follow-up a follow-up here um, so background picture what, what else what what else should sales reps and I would recommend yeah. people don't ask don't ask every sales rep to figure this out on their own create one for the company that yeah. you know that someone on the marketing team who's you know the designer there have them yeah. make for everyone that, yeah. and follow these rules and then Give that background to everyone yeah. at the whole company. Why don't, don't ask your sales?
0: Give them a selection, give them a choice of like three or four. So, when sure. I do my master classes, for example, we work with the marketing team to design three or four, sometimes more, and take that. We actually go through the process of this is how you now upload it. Because many people don't know that actually the background picture is a potential post you can upload it. So, the next yeah. thing you have to have is professional photographs. Now, there's no excuse to not to have a professional photograph. Do not have a picture of basically you around some girl or boy from a holiday snap and you've cut it out and it just looks so unprofessional. Yeah. Or you basically drunk on one night at a party or holidaying <laughs> or anything like that, or basically bleary eyed or red eyed or whatever. Have a professional photograph done and put it on LinkedIn because your first impression of you
1: yeah mine's mine's a little weird i must admit I, I have i'm holding i'm holding this little fluffy dog that uh s- sadly has gone to puppy heaven now, my old dog but uh oh, no. but I'm, but I'm holding this fluffy little dog uh in so which just it's a ridiculous looking animal and uh, and i've i've always thought that was a little unprofessional, but you know it's it, you mentioned earlier what's your mohawk you know it's kind of yeah. it's that, that's kind of my mohawk you know like yeah. it makes makes this makes the profile stand out.
0: But so then you need a headline. So the headline's really, really important. And now LinkedIn have increased the headline to 220 characters. So you can basically describe what your company does, what you can do for somebody else. This is two benefits to doing this. One, it comes up in SEO. So I've got LinkedIn five times in my headline deliberately. Mm-hmm. I know that the LinkedIn algorithm looks at how many times I use the word LinkedIn in my algorithm and puts me top. So I use the same thing for personal branding or for mohawk. You do a search on moatwalk 250,000 people come up come number
1: one oh.
0: so basically you have to use your different kind of you know, because linkedin's an seo platform basically like google but it has no paid for search it's actually organic but you need to influence it by putting the words in there you want to be found for so think about where you're going so take the other example medical devices if you sell medical devices put there i sell medical devices and these are the medical devices that i sell and these are this will help you because of x y and z this is the benefit of plastic surgery or whatever it happens to be but you have to put it in your headline it also lets people know what you do so when you appear in search when you appear on content when you appear in other people's profiles you know that whole who viewed your profile also viewed these profiles too So basically you appear on other people's platforms on linkedin without you even knowing it that headline tells people what you do if you haven't bothered putting anything down there or just defaulting it to the LinkedIn company and your company name doesn't actually say what you do, no one will contact you because they don't know what you do. They literally, have to take people through exactly what you do by that headline. It's so important, Steve, it really is.
1: Yeah, you know, the, uh, the uh, another important thing about that headline is that when people look at who's viewed them, yeah. so like if you view one of your prospects' profile, they'll see it a lot of that. One of the most common things I've heard on LinkedIn that people look at is who's, who's viewed them yeah. just because it's fun and we're curious oh. for humans. And uh, <laughs> when when they, when they scan through that list, you can see the picture and the headline. And yeah. so if your headline just like rep describes, you says if your headline says fantastic sales reps that, that can, that can kick in doors with customers, that's yeah. not going to make people buy stuff from you. What you want to sure. say is, you know, you know, Joe Smith have the nice professional picture. And then, you know, I, I create XYZ um, value for XYZ yeah. person or something like that, that really pitch it. If they are that person with that problem, they're like, Oh, that's interesting. I, and and yeah. they, then they actually look at the profile, see where you Correct. work and engage with you.
0: Correct. It's not rocket science. It's just literally using the data. To basically amplify your brand you don't even need to be sales navigator to do that you can just have a good personal profile look at other people's profiles do some content you don't even need to be premium if you really don't want to spend any money that's the simplest way of getting people to notice you
1: and if you're a company how what would you recommend a company do to fix people's profiles like a, like th- this is something that we did at our company like you know i don't i don't just tell all the every employee hey make your linkedin profile better like someone from our marketing team like came up with a little like they wrote up a little like document saying hey do this upload this here's some good stuff to put over here uh describe what you know describe yeah. this in the in this field and 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 not only did it make everyone's profiles kind of look similar across the company which was nice for branding but it also emphasized that this isn't a resume platform, this is a, yeah. we are, this is a platform with which we amplify our message out to the world and we sell through this platform, we market through totally this agree.
0: platform. Totally agree, Steve, because the number one pe- thing people do on their profiles is they basically say what they do at the company and not what the company does. I do yes. sales, what do you sell? No idea. I do HR, I lead teams mm-hmm. to succeed. It's like, what do you do, what do you sell? I have no idea. And it's basically, you have to get people, as you said there, my masterclasses, we go through the process of describing the company in the same way the company page does. Because presumably, the company page has been signed off by the big shots. So yeah, you know, the description there is a thousand words, whatever the company does. So copy and paste that into your profile, put at the top what you do, and then say what your company does. And then have a link to your website, link to your YouTube, link to your different bits of content out there. And then you have conformity. You have branding, which looks very professional, Everyone's describing the company in the right way with some nice branding with the logo. There's nothing worse, Steve, than looking at someone's profile and it's like a little gray box because they've made up a company. Yeah. And people have put in there like, you know, your company, Asia. and It doesn't exist. They just made it up because they live in Asia. And they basically haven't bothered having a company page with a logo and therefore it comes up with a little gray box which no one can click on It doesn't exist. And if you click on a thing and it doesn't exist, you'll go, well, I don't want to deal with a company that doesn't exist. Basically, you have to basically connect with a real company. Yeah, make it up. You make up a real company and if your company is in Asia, create a new company page or just connect with a global one, but actually it takes one minute to create a company page on LinkedIn, anyone can do it, but put the logo and make it a professional with a banner and background and connect with it, describe the company, so it leads people coming to everyone's profile in your team and actually see what your company does.
1: Absolutely. So, and, I, and I would recommend that someone, you know, if you're an individual sales rep, this is a, a good thing to recommend that someone on the marketing team organize or the yeah. operations team organize or the PR team organize. But I would, I would get everyone in the company or at least everyone on the whole sales team because they're the most outward facing um, on, a, on a, you know, Zoom call and, and walk through all the changes that should be made and updates. And probably in 45 minutes, you can make everyone in the whole company's profiles good.
0: Yes. Yeah.
1: Um, how how do you approach the balance of being professional but also personable and social on LinkedIn? How where, where do you draw that? How do you do uh, that?
0: It's a great, great question. I mean, people are, are people are actually buying people on LinkedIn. But ultimately, your company is basically second to you because people are buying you. So basically, you have to put your personality over there. But every single person listening to this. Has got social media guidelines or contracts with HR contracts, saying they have to present the company in a positive way on social media. That's why I get people get fired for writing stupid stuff about their companies on LinkedIn or Facebook or Twitter, because your social media guidelines allow companies to do that. So obviously yep. common sense says don't slag off your company or your company's industry when you're working for your company. <laughs> 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 everyone, can see what you, everyone can see who you work for. No, you don't say how great cryptocurrency is. You work for HSBC. You know, basically have some common sense in terms of what they're trying to do. So basically think through in your head, kind of like, how does this project in terms of my personal brand? How does this affect, how do my customers see this? My clients, my potential clients, my employees, my investors, my peers, my heads, my seniors. And if the filter says, yeah, that's a good thing to do, then post it. And basically push the envelope as much as you think you can in order to create engagement, get your own personality over there. But do it in the context that this is LinkedIn, it's not Facebook. Don't do weddings, don't do deaths, don't do illness, unless, of course, you're in the business of weddings, deaths, and illness. In mm-hmm. which case, you've got an excuse to talk about it. But think about the context of the platform. As you said earlier, it's not social-social, it's LinkedIn. But LinkedIn still needs a personality, speed. Absolutely,
1: yeah. And I, I see people confuse that sometimes. And, and yeah. the, the trick with you know, this versus Instagram or Facebook you know your Instagram and your Facebook often is not open to the web. You, if if someone right. searches you, they only see a, you know your picture and a, and right. a few pieces of information that you allow them to. They yeah. can't see your posts, and and you may not yeah. you may not be friends with anyone from your work on Facebook. You know you, you and so then if right. that was the case, you could do a lot of things on Facebook. Now that that can yeah. still blow up in your face. I'd be careful there, but but uh, it's not. But like linkedin by nature is really very open um yeah. and so you want to be much it's much more of a professional platform
0: correct. correct although again you can go to your settings and change that did you know that you can actually go to your settings so you don't get found on google uh, on linkedin but you have to go into your privacy settings and mm. change that but again the default option is you get found on linkedin
1: you yeah found I,
0: on google so basically most people don't even know they can change that
1: yeah and i just wouldn't recommend doing that i'd recommend creating a you know, profile on Instagram that if someone looked around, they wouldn't have your exact name. So it wouldn't, yeah. uh, you know, you might say cheeky Mohawk guy on, <laughs> on <laughs> and Instagram, uh, on Instagram and, and you know, no one will ever figure out that it's the same person. And that can be a closed profile. You can you know, post whatever, whatever videos you want.
0: Correct.
1: Um, so what about communication? How can outside sales reps better manage their customer relationships and communication with LinkedIn?
0: So one of the great things you can do is, I'm not sure you do this with your teams, but you know on Sales Navigator, you can actually save leads. So often we save prospects and existing clients, for example. So that, you know, I have 60,000 followers and 30,000 connections which is the max on LinkedIn. So I get a feed where I see everyone's feed. Whereas on Sales Navigator, I save like 100 prospects and I only see their feed. So I actually create my feed on Sales Navigator. So I see the most important ones. LinkedIn allows me to filter it in terms of, anniversaries or new jobs or content shares if one of my prospects shares content sales navigator shows me i only have 100 people on there i can like it comment it and the person i've saved does not know i've saved them but they that's... do see that i've notified them so it says chris has liked your post or chris has commented on your post and they go oh chris is very attentive to me today i wonder if that's about and next time this person is thinking about using linkedin or personal branding. They know, oh, that Chris guy keeps on liking my stuff. He's a good guy to go to. I'll go
1: and talk to him. Yeah, so just make. How,
0: how to basically save leads on Sales Navigator to curate your
1: content. I, I did not know you could do that. That's really cool. That's really cool. I, that, you, you used to be able to do that with Facebook. Um, I forget yes. how, but I'm, I haven't used it in a long time. But that's that is really cool to be able to filter down. Yeah, because you know, because that the L, that aspect of of uh, LinkedIn is effectively worthless for me because I have you know twenty thousand links or yeah. connections or whatever, and so if yeah. I look at my my feed, it's like just such a mess. But yeah. I can't I can't see what the actual people I'm interested in are doing. So, exactly. but exactly. I could go through it and start social media, doing that. The
0: more followers you have, the less chance you're actually seeing people you actually want to see. Right, that's right. Why if you go on Sales Navigator and save people you want to see, you actually see all their content and it's filtered.
1: Yeah. Very cool. I I I could I mean I'm sure it would take hours to set up so I have to call through all the people that I was actually interested in and create a create one of those views, but that would be really cool.
0: Yeah, I mean once you do it. Well, I tend to do it as and when, you know, I've had a meeting with somebody, I'll save them, for example, or I'll take somebody off or add a client, I'll add them in. If we lost the client, I'll take them off. Or basically, you know, keep them on to basically see what they're doing and how I can influence them to come back or whatever. So basically just a very good I basically make keep it very short to a hundred people, make sure it's very, very focused.
1: Great advice. Well, I'd like to enter the next uh, section here, which I call Sales in 60 Seconds. Quick questions, <laughs> quick answers. Um, first question, what's the number one mistake salespeople make on LinkedIn?
0: I don't have a good profile. I mean, as simple as that. They just don't have a terrible profile. They have no connections, and no content. But having a no, no profile with no picture and no background picture.
1: And what is one thing that a lot of salespeople don't do enough of on LinkedIn, but should focus on more to be successful? Share content. And how do you stay up to date on LinkedIn trends? Do you have favorite resources that you follow? Should people just follow you? How, how should that work?
0: I mean, that, that's very much about you have to determine that yourself depending on what your needs are. And that's about using things like hashtags and uh, following hashtags and so forth and basically seeing what people are posting about certain hashtags, uh, because LinkedIn uses hashtags like Instagram and Facebook and Twitter uses them. So you can follow it that way. But unfortunately, there's no one precise piece of their data to actually do that because LinkedIn stops the APIs on LinkedIn actually seeing anything and reporting. So it's actually very hard to get that kind of analysis. Believe me, I've tried. I've talked to lots of companies who do it for other people, like Water and so forth, You basically get analysis from other companies. You can't do it on LinkedIn.
1: What about uh, productivity hacks? Are there any LinkedIn productivity hacks that you could share with people or resources they could look up and see a bunch of productivity hacks?
0: Yeah, the number one product you've really had is do not use an automated platform on LinkedIn. Because as soon as you use an automated platform for connect, for messaging, basically LinkedIn knows about it. It's against LinkedIn regulations. And if they basically you are doing it too much, they basically will shut you down. And what we call you will go to LinkedIn jail. And LinkedIn jail is where you have to put the email address into connections. Because basically, if you use an automated platform to spam people with no reason, and um, like a terrible message. Like, I'll give you an example. People, I can tell people use automated to me because they say Chris J Mohawk Reed. Because I use Chris J Mohawk in my team, rather than saying Dear Chris or Hi Chris, they're going Hi Chris J Mohawk Reed. It's right. like, well, clearly this is not correct. And the first one that come up, you'll love this. I put in the fact that I'm a Forbes contributor at the top of my experience. So someone wrote to me the other day and said, Oh, you're Chris J Mohawk Reed and clearly in charge of marketing for Forbes. And, <laughs> I'm not in charge of marketing for Forbes because clearly it says I'm a contributor for Forbes. It does not say I'm the CMO of Forbes, but the automated platform just picks up, oh, CEO, founder, Forbes, write to him and get it completely wrong. And you have to personalize, you have to spend a bit of time to do that. So do not use automation. So basically the productivity hack is very much use the data to find people who are interested and want to be contacted, but do not use automation platforms on LinkedIn.
1: And tell me what's the best networking advice that you've ever received.
0: Best networking advice is basically what's the worst that can happen. So, I love going to networking events, obviously, not many at the moment, but I used to, to go to lots of networking events where you just go and approach people. Oh, luckily, I have a mohawk, so people come to me and go, Oh, love your mohawk, and start a conversation, which is why it's designed for. The first thing is basically have something because if you went round with a badger at a networking event, that would certainly people would come up to you going, "Whoa, love your badger
1: <laughs> Now that would be uh, that would be wild. Badger, badger <laughs> on, a le- on a leash a, <laughs> a mark. <laughs> even,
0: <laughs> even if you had your epidermist version of it, you could take it around and so didn't bite people.
1: Yeah, yeah that, that, <laughs> that, that, that would be a great that could be my mohawk. I like that.
0: It would be. You'd get so many people coming to you, Steve.
1: It'd be amazing. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, I, you know, I, I, I've got to stop holding that puppy on LinkedIn. I've got to start <laughs> holding a, a live badger. Maybe a little video of me being one. That'd be so cool. On <laughs> That'd be <laughs> that
0: would, so cool.
1: <laughs> I, I can smell. It's gonna be viral already. But as an actionable takeaway, what should the field salespeople listening today do as a first step towards selling more on LinkedIn?
0: I mean, the first step is audit your profile. Very simple. Just spend five minutes going over your profile and saying, does this look good? Does this look like it creates a positive first impression, a good version of my personal brand on LinkedIn? And if it doesn't, just address it. It can take 10, 15, 20 minutes, but it's worth the investment. That's the first thing you have to do. And then you have to think through a content marketing strategy. Think, what do I want to share? And many sales reps go and meet other people. And have great stories share some of those stories and you can make anonymized people if you don't want to share exactly who they are but tell a simple story two words. words it on linkedin and share your wisdom share your what you found i find that if i go meet someone very interesting tell a story on linkedin people know it because it's an insight into my personal brand but it's also sharing somebody's success who i've met about met an entrepreneur or ceo about their journey how did they end up in asia what do they do now what's their business and it's just people love those kind of original, authentic stories on LinkedIn, and then basically you can start using Sales Navigator to find potential clients. But basically, it's a three-step process. It very much is personal branding, audit it, content. Think about what content you want to share, and then look at Sales Navigator and use the data to find people. And literally, if you do this like once or twice a week, it's a great start, Steve. And then you can build it up, see the success, and start doing it on a daily basis.
1: And if if uh, you were going to give a salesperson advice, tell me, um, and they asked you, hey, how, how much time should I be investing in LinkedIn on a weekly basis? How, what would you tell them?
0: Well, obviously, at the moment, if it basically with our travel kind of restricted, I think you should be spending kind of three or four hours a day on it. And then you're setting up meetings for the other kind of three or four hours a day. I mean, literally, I use it kind of 12, 15 hours a day, but obviously, it's my business. But we help other people um, do it who don't have the time to, we, that we do. And um, basically, get them to do it themselves because basically, if you realize you don't have the time to do it, they're basically someone like us or your team or different teams across the world can do it for you. And if you spend three or four hours yourself on it, you'll see the rewards. And suddenly, you'll start having Zoom calls and meetings and so forth and being very productive because you're setting up meetings by using LinkedIn. So, if you're just calling people around or using Google to find people or Facebook, you have no idea whether they're interested, whether they want to be contacted, whether they're actually a potential client. LinkedIn gives you that data. And it's also professional as well. The thing about Facebook is I, I find it really weird when people find and sell things on Facebook on the B2B basis because it's your friends and family place. Why would you do that? Well, LinkedIn, it's, it's basically expected because it's LinkedIn, it's a business proposition. So basically, you shouldn't get a pushback from people on LinkedIn because they expect you to do it. If they don't want to do it, they'll switch off their notifications saying they don't want to be contacted. Simple as that. So basically, that's the, the best thing to do is invest in your own time. You'd be amazed at the results you'll get just by posting Steve. As we talked about before, only five percent of Americans actually post on LinkedIn. So if you, if you actually post LinkedIn, increase your uh, on the algorithm and promote your profile because they want to reward people for being active. So literally, by posting once a day, or you know, start off once a week if you're nervous about it. See what reaction you get. Get some confidence, and then just start posting once a day. You see people coming in going, like, "That's amazing!" And then you view who you viewed your profile and so forth and so forth. More connections coming in, uh, and then you're suggested to more people. And then you can go from there, you build success. So basically it's really, really simple, but it is a time thing. The more you invest, like with anything, Steve, the more you'll get out
1: of it. That's fantastic advice. Well, I'm going to try to summarize um, the stuff that you've taught us today, uh, just for everybody that's driving out there. So first of all, LinkedIn is the most trusted social media platform in the world. So Make sure you have a profile so people can find you when they Google your name. Um, Second, it's important to distinguish yourself on LinkedIn through branding your profile. Focus on your banner image, your profile picture, and your content. Share great content to stand out. Sales Navigator team can help you find active prospects on LinkedIn. You can use filters to target people by geography, experience, job title, and a bunch of other characteristics. Then you can use smart links to send content to prospects and track if they have checked out the content. Then you can engage with the people that do. Make sure you personalize your messages to your prospects based on the data that uh, that you can see in their profile. A lot of people don't take the time to do that personalization. Make it short and sharp, 200 words max, which is a couple paragraphs, and also add that smart link. Look for open profiles through Sales Navigator. These are people who are happy to be contacted and they're great prospects to, for you to reach out to. The banner ad at the top of your profile should be about you and your company and communicate the value that you bring and, and leave a nice impression with people that see it and make sure that it's optimal, optimized for, for the mobile device as well. Your, your headline should be relevant to your prospects to let people know what value you provide. So example, I sell this medical device to dentists or I help dentists with their white laser whitening needs or whatever it is, right? whatever your value is, but who, what, is your, what, what is your value and who, do you, who, is that, who is it valuable for? Your profile should communicate the value that your profile provides really clearly um, one of the biggest mistakes people make is that their profile communicates what they do for their company. They use it as like a resume. If you're in sales, you should not, it's not, LinkedIn is not an online resume to communicate with your next employer. <laughs> your, your profile is, is for communicating to your prospects so that you, that you sell, no, sell more and don't need another employer. Um, lastly, uh, save your leads on Sales Navigator so that you can create a curated feed and engage with the best leads more frequently. So tell me, um, this has been so fantastic, uh, Chris. What? Where can our listeners read more about your work? I mean, I know you got four books. Where can they reach out to you? How can they engage with you?
0: So very very simply, I, as you said, I have four books now on Spotify. So you can go to Spotify and hear three of my books. The fourth one's going to be uploaded in the next kind of couple of weeks or so. You can also go to Apple Music. You can also go to um, kind of Amazon and you can go to Kindle as well. So you can read my books on Kindle or you can listen to them. Or you can get the hardback version or the softback version or just listen to them on Spotify. You can also go to my YouTube channel where lots of my masterclasses are there, telling people what to do and how to do it. So all these tips are free. And obviously you can contact me on LinkedIn. So I'm free to be contacted LinkedIn. I answer every single message myself. basically, I will answer you, ask me a question, ask me a query, I will talk to you, I will help you reach out. I love helping people on LinkedIn. It's a real passion of mine. That's why I love doing this. And thank you very much, Steve, for sharing the time and let me have the opportunity to talk to you.
1: Absolutely. Well, this has been a fantastic episode of the Outside Sales Talk, Chris. I really appreciate you being here. If uh, any of our listeners can think of other people that would benefit from learning about LinkedIn, forward this episode on to them and and uh, please leave a rating for the podcast it really helps uh, spread the word about what we're doing here chris thanks for coming on the show i really appreciate it um take care until next time everybody